Viewfinders, this week we're going to do a coronavirus check-in. This week, Becky and I will tell you how we're coping and what we're hearing from our colleagues all across the country this week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topic in veterinary medicine. And yes, I said topic because once again, <laughs> the only topic in veterinary medicine, quite frankly, in the world is coronavirus. And Becky and I really don't have anything else to talk about this week because it is all consuming. I don't think this is healthy. I think that the legacy of this is going to be PTSD. And I'm not really joking. But before we get into what's happening in our lives and what we're hearing from our colleagues, as always, I'm one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I am registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, we struggled. We tried to come up with another topic. (laughs) We really, viewfinder family, we did not want to talk about coronavirus, but there are two things that sort of made us, compelled us. The first thing is, A, it's the only thing really that's being talked about. And there's good and there's bad, which we're going to touch on in just a moment. But we, we felt like, you know, it was almost our professional obligation to you, our loyal listeners for over three and a half years, to keep current and talk about what's happening. This is being recorded April 8th, 2020, right in the midst, maybe even the peak uh, in many parts of the United States with the pandemic. And so we just couldn't escape it. The second thing is every topic that we did decide on Becky sounded like it was being a little tone deaf. And we were like, hey, here's how you have a good time with your family on a Friday night during a global pandemic. So, Becky, help me out here a little bit. I mean, you know, explain why we're back to coronavirus. I I have no explanations. It's just like literally nothing else going on in the world right now. It feels like Um, the the tone is not positive around our colleagues who are still working. Um, I know the exception proves the rule, and I am so proud of the practices who are doing it right for the practices who are protecting their employees. Um, I know the staff at NC State was sent home a week before the um, declaration in our state, and they feel very protected and appreciated. But I know that that's not the tone of the majority of our colleagues. And so yeah, it's, it's hard because we really don't have a lot of answers and we don't have a lot of good news. And that isn't something you and I are, are very comfortable with. Right. I mean, we're positive to. people. And I think we will, viewfinders, stick around because we're going to make this as positive and happy as possible. But the first thing, Becky, how are you doing personally in your life? I mean, you're on lockdown like so many of us all across the world. You know, how are you actually faring? You know, it's funny. So for me, because I work from home so much, I am sort of like business as usual. A lot of my travel, obviously, all of my travel has been cut. But it's it's kind of like zen for me then, right? Because it's like quiet time. I'm at home. I'm with my family. I'm getting a lot of work done. I'm wrapping up school. I graduate um, without a graduation ceremony in a couple (laughs) weeks. So um, we're doing really good. My husband um, works for the Department of Defense. So he's actually on a rotating schedule. He's one week on, one week off. So he is actually still working as well. Um, the bad news about that is, is obviously it's, um, we still feel a little bit at risk because of those factors, but they, you know, are, are doing their best to limit the groups. I have to say for myself, um, I started sewing masks, um, in like the spare time that I don't have, which is kind of making me sad because there's so much I want to do around the house, but, um, I just felt like it was the only way I could start contributing in some kind of positive way, uh, and feel like I was doing something tangible. So, um, sewing masks. 
Yeah. Well, I, I love that. And obviously sewing mask is one of those things that we can do to help others in need for sure. Uh, as far as the Ward family household, I mean, our, as many of my viewfinder family knows, you know, I have two daughters away at school and they were abruptly, you know, removed from their independent lifestyle. They're now back at home where I believe the quote was, I'm living like a five-year-old. I think that might have come up once or twice. Well, so, and similarly, <laughs> yours are, are missing prom and graduation. Exactly. I mean, this is like really devastating um, thing for a lot of individuals. Right. And, you know, and, and the first thing viewfinders, obviously, you know, we know that there's there's death and job loss and there's all these other issues. But at the same time, everybody has their own level of pain and their own level of discomfort and their own level of loss. And so you're right. There are a lot of social milestones that an entire generation of Americans and arguably around the world are missing. You know, like you said, they're missing their prom. They're missing, I mean, springtime at college campus. I mean, these are things you just can't get back. But more importantly, Importantly, they're missing valuable classroom time, exposure to their peers, learning opportunities. You know, so that's what the father and me says. But you know, I, we know. I was that. like, well, more importantly-ish, <laughs> right, right. But many of many of uh, you are listening today, and your children have been transitioned into an online learning system. That is very challenging. Uh, at least that's what at the Ward household. You know, it's a uh, just again just a complete change from the traditional learning system. And I think that Becky on the other side of this, we're going to figure out a lot of the, the, you know, obstacles to it and actually make it a better experience. So I think that, you know, one of the things that will stick after this pandemic is over is like distance learning and, you know, Hey, that might be a good opportunity to, would you mind just hinting a little bit about what you're doing as far as distance learning, this kind of. Yeah. Right. So my under, my whole undergrad was distance. So again, I'm like business as usual, but, um, you know, for me, I, when this whole thing started, started to see a lot of these CE opportunities being canceled. And I was feeling very devastated because like, like you were saying, Dr. Ernie, like this learning is essential. The networking is essential. The, what we do at these conferences is so important. And it started to stress me out. And so in true Becky fashion, I decided, surely I can fix this. Um, So we're actually putting on a uh, event in May, May 16th and 17th. We have just released it. It's called Vet Team Global Stream 2020. You can find our Save the Date and um, Facebook page on Facebook. We're going to be putting on a two-day um, race-approved full CE conference with all the experiences you're used to, exhibitor hall, swag bag, uh, interactions, giveaways, lots of fun, um, possibly even a fun concert, some really amazing keynotes. I think uh, Dr. Ernie Ward might even be making an appearance. Yes. So um, check us out on Facebook. Uh, if you're a veterinarian and you are, uh, have a team that you know could use some online learning, it's super affordable. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of the the great names. And it's just going to be an opportunity to kind of get back to the normal the best we can with learning, engaging. Um, But to be perfectly honest for me, when I started thinking about this conference, I started thinking about the opportunity to bring CE to people who don't get to go to the online conferences or to, I'm sorry, to like the big national conferences. So whether their veterinarian or their practice doesn't give them CE money, whether travel is not an option, whether they're just somewhere these big events don't go. Um, we're going to bring big national conferences to you for amazing learning um, because my goal here is truly to change how we're doing veterinary medicine in areas where people are not getting CE. I just know there's so many individuals out there who maybe don't feel – maybe they don't have a credential and don't think they belong at CE or their vet doesn't give them CE money because they don't have to maintain a credential. But 
what we know in this this field is learning is incredibly important and continuing to learn is incredibly important no matter what your role is. So whether you're a CSR, uh, an assistant, a credentialed tech, this is Vet Team Global Stream. It's for you. It's for the whole team. And um, I really hope everybody comes out. I'm really excited. And um, yeah, so that, again, that's that's going to be May 16th and 17th. And what's the website? So we don't have a website or sorry, yet. Facebook, yes. Sorry, I mean, Facebook page is Vet Team Global Stream 2020. Perfect. And you know, Becky, this is something you've you've espoused and talked about for a long time. Uh, Becky, uh, if you're a regular listener, you know so this is like a recurrent theme with Becky. It's that she knows that a lot of our support staff feel isolated, you know, because yeah. maybe they don't have all the credentials or maybe their practice can't afford to send them to NAVC or WVC. Yeah. And so that isolation is something that Becky believes technology can overcome yes. and encourage, you know, collaboration and of course, just meeting people. And so I think I mean, Becky, the way I heard this was you guys were probably going to actually do this next year, but this whole thing just sort of accelerated the process and you kind of said, well, we got to go now. So That's right. I, that, I mean, it's exactly right. It'll be something we do every year. It's something we're going to look to being a new norm for individuals who just don't get to go out to these big conferences. So we're going to be bringing it yearly, but for everybody who's just missing conferences, missing interacting, please know this is, um, you know, an opportunity to have a lot of fun and to do some great learning. And we're calling it conference from your couch, but you can take it with you. It's mobile. Um, you know, and, and our favorite thing is like no pants required, right? Just... <laughs> I love that. And what I really hope comes on the other side of all of this is a, a more sense of community and belonging. Yeah. And so I think Vet Team Global Stream 2020 is one of those pieces. I think that in this day and age where, you know, we seem, we feel isolated from others, uh, but yet we're just a, a mouse click away. So I really, really appreciate that. And this is, you know, this is leads me to my next conversation, uh, Becky, real quick is just how, I mean, we won't walk back telemedicine and I'm using the term telemedicine deliberately. This is actually the diagnosis and prescribing of treatments over it. Because, you know, as I've said in other, you know, things I've written in videos the past, you know, couple of months now, um, you can already do this within the established VCPR. So if you have a client, if you have a patient that you've seen, and in most states that means you've seen them physically in the past year, then right now you should be doing FaceTime or any of the other online uh, products that are available and actually helping your pet patients out. You know, this telemedicine is great for simple things, derm cases, you know, osteoarthritis cases, managing long-term conditions. I mean, there's a lot of uh, follow-up care that can be done. I don't think we're going to walk that back. Like to me, Becky, that's one of the real positives that we're going to force the veterinary regulators and government you know, um, bodies to actually say, you know, yeah, you can actually do this. I think where the sticking point that we're still seeing from a regulatory standpoint is establishing the VCPR. And I know that sounds super appealing to certain cohorts within the professional community, Becky, but honestly, right now, I'm just saying, how can I serve my existing clients? I personally feel like one of the incentives to have a relationship, a real life relationship with your veterinary uh, team should be that you can then use telemedicine, right? I mean, I don't know that I'm all for this complete, uh, you know, VCPR establishment via uh, remote access. I think that it should be an addition. Uh, I do think there are certain cases where you can establish and perhaps even maintain a VCPR remotely. But I really, right now, lean into what you've already got. And Becky, are you hearing technicians talk about that being utilized, telemedicine? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Actually, the biggest thing I've heard about it, and again, I don't want to be like negative, is veterinarians trying to, and support staff trying to manage the schedule now because they have like, 
appointments in the parking lot and telehealth appointments and like trying to like balance how those are going to look and get done. Um, I think a lot of people are going to this. A lot of people should be going to this. But again, you know, I think we get a little confused, right? Because if I want to use telehealth, telemedicine, no problem, right? Boop, 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 uh, onto the computer, talk to the doctor, fill in my medical history. And they consider that enough to be a physical exam, quote unquote, within certain parameters. So, of course, not going to give out controlled substances. But, you know, again, my husband had pink eye on New Year's Day. No problem. Eye drops. We're good to go. 15 minutes, right? So I think that we see that happening. And so we see a VCPR, uh, well, in in that case, you know, with them, it's different. But because we can establish it because we can tell them our history. Right. It is confusing. I think we have to look at it differently because our patients can't necessarily. And I still think we have a translation issue with the owner versus telling us the entire history. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like lean into the established relationships, yeah. you know, and, and then I, I also trust veterinary professionals to be able to, to look at that video screen on their phone or computer and go, yeah, this is not actually going to work out, you know, for a telemedicine appointment. We're going to need to see Fluffy because, you know, there's blood pouring out of its eyes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I don't know, you know, it's just that it, I guess this is the biggest thing, right? And we, you and I have talked about this now for three and a half years, right? It's like being behind the eight ball. Now everything is just feels very reactive instead of proactive. And obviously we're going to have new SOPs. We're going to be more prepared for this in the future because we're doing it right now, but we're making rules up as we go. And I think from a support staff point of view, that creates, uh, you know, instability on top of insecurity, right? Because we're like, things are changing by the minute. We're trying this, we're trying that. Um, and, And then... I know I'm kind of going back, but then in the meantime, there's this whole group of veterinary professionals who are out there trying to be like teachers, right? Whose kids are now home and they're trying to figure that out. And everything's been kind of turned upside down. And so, again, we're being very reactive. Um, But I I, I agree. I think we should lean into the the patients we have and be – there's some great resources out there. Um, I think it was the AVMA that just put it out, I want to say, of a list of all of the the tele-triage and the telehealth companies and um, kind of figure out what there are out there for options within the parameters of legalities and be ready to kind of bump people to where they need to go so you can kind of keep your eye on the ball. Yeah. But again, these are things that we think like like Becky with Vet Team Global Stream 2020, uh, tele or remote learning and conferencing. I think that's going to stick. I think telemedicine, without a doubt, that's a permanent change in the profession moving forward. Obviously, it'll take uh, slightly different shapes and tweaks and, and improvements um, and controversy, but uh, it'll move forward for sure. The other thing I want to talk about, Becky, is just this general shift towards online purchasing. Now, if you're like most Americans right now, you've been told to stay at home unless you absolutely have to go to work or do something essential. Uh, And now many local municipalities are saying, hey, can you just lay off the grocery stores even? And so we've seen this push towards online shopping. Uh, Interestingly, Chewy in their quarterly call just last week said that their first quarter of 2020, they were up 35 to 37 percent. That compares with Q4 of 219 of 35%. So Chewy is hiring apparently five to 6,000 employees right now. So we know that online purchasing is yeah. definitely going to be something that I, you know, I don't think we're going to get to walk that back. I made a comment yesterday in NAVC Today's Veterinary Business. I wrote, you know, was interviewed for this little thing. They've been talking about COVID-19 from the, you know, tales from the front line type of thing. 
And I've got my comments on my Instagram at Dr. Ernie Ward. But basically, I was saying, you know, look, I think that drug sales, food sales, all this stuff, they're going to be softer through veterinary channels on the other side of that, uh, of this pandemic, because I think that people are going to get used to establishing these habits. It's incredibly easy to go onto some of these websites and just click and you're done. Um, you know, Becky, are you hearing any of that sort of talk? Like, you know, people, either veterinary uh, technicians saying, yeah, I'm buying all my stuff online or yeah, we're seeing a lot of our clients buy their stuff online. Well, I can tell you my cat cans are on back order, so somebody is buying all their stuff right, right. online. Um, yeah, I think I think this is happening for everyone, right? Because for a lot of reasons, we're you know, veterinary practices I think are deferring people to that because they're saying we are only doing emergency appointments, prescription refills. Um, so I think outside of therapeutic foods, you know, um, they're not being available. And I think people are trying not to go out and go shopping. So they are looking at these other resources, right? Like we don't need to be going to stores. And I'm grateful that people are, and I'm grateful that there are these resources. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, like I love Chewy. They have been an incredible company for me as a consumer. I think they do the right thing all the time. As a um, auto ship customer, they set our stuff aside as much as they can. I think they've done a wonderful job. And like you said, now they're hiring. Um, so I think that this is definitely, I, I think this is going to shift things. I think from an economic standpoint, I'm really interested to see long-term, like, I think this is going to stick. People are just yeah. going to kind of get into a new norm. Um, I think at first everyone's going to be really, is, is obviously really uncomfortable with, with staying home. But I think that long-term they're going to have found a lot of really kind of innovative and fun solutions that they're going to feel like they are you know, going to stick with like Vet Team Global Stream. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and I'll tell you right now, if you're listening, I don't think that what you see today on April 8th, 2020 is actually what you're going to see in May, June, July and into the future. I think that, that change is happening at an exponential rate because when there is a crisis, that is, you know, again, as I, I wrote, you know, a month and a half ago now, challenges create opportunities. I was really trying to get our colleagues to to really think differently and come up with innovative solutions. And so I'm going to tell you right now, these experiences are going to be expanded. They're going to be enriched. There is a lot of talk right now about how we can utilize VR because VR is actually, I mean, I know it sounds like space age stuff, but VR and AR, augmented reality and virtual reality, those are really great experiences to, to sort of quote unquote, try before you buy different things. I mean, imagine if you could virtually hold a dog toy or, or, you know, kind of flip a bag around. I mean, Becky, there's, I'm telling you, I think that this is the type of stuff that just is jet fuel for change. And the people that are, you know, have got their cans of, of gas ready, man, they're pouring it on this flame. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there who are um, absolutely like into change, right? They're into innovation. They're into online stuff. They're like, people are ready for this. Everybody has a different level of resiliency. We're all different. And that's okay. Um, I think that's also maybe something worth mentioning right now too, okay, is everyone has different resiliency and different coping mechanisms. So if there are people around you who seem like they're falling apart and you don't really understand why because you have higher resiliency to things like this or vice versa, if you are terrified, if it's hard to leave your house, if you feel short of breath, like, well, obviously probably get checked, but do you know what I mean? Like right. if you're having anxiety, um, that's okay. There's no measuring stick. There's no rules in this time. And I know I kind of went off on a tangent. Sorry, that didn't really follow to your question, but like it just kind of made me think about the fact that like, this isn't a time for judgment. 
This isn't a time for trying to do the right thing or to fit in or to cope the way that other people are. Like, this is a time to dig deep and to um, feel your feelings, acknowledge them, and to be true to them, I think, really. Because what I think I see the most is people trying to fight against their feelings, uh, to not feel scared, to not feel worried, and to push through as normal. And it's creating a lot of inner turmoil. And I think that's where kind of like a lot of this stress is coming from. Um, yeah. I mean, well, obviously it's coming from a lot of places, right? But just like feeling like you can't panic or you you shouldn't panic or wanting to panic and not being able to. So this is – it's really unprecedented times. And I know we've said it like a million times before, but there are a lot of really great online therapy resources. If you're having a hard time with this, like it makes perfect sense. And there are people out there to talk to you to just kind of like process through this. This is hard stuff. Yeah. And I would encourage you, if you are feeling stressed, don't take it out on like your social media. Um, this past weekend was supposed to be for most high schools in our part of the world in North Carolina, uh, senior junior prom all across our state. So a lot of the um, kids, you know, and again, this was kind of a statewide phenomenon. They all said, hey, we're going to put on our dresses, you know, because most of the girls, including my daughter, had already bought her dress. Right. And so we, you know, she just did this because all of her friends were going to do it. And we took pictures and posted them on uh, Facebook. Um, and I'm not as active on my personal Facebook as my wife is. So she posted on hers and Becky, I mean, there was some just downright hateful comments like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys are sad about your prom when people are dying. So, Oh my God. No, I, are you kidding me? I, first of all, loved the pictures. Your daughter looked oh, thank stunning. You. I mean, absolutely <laughs> stunning. I was actually Really happy to see that she did this. Um, On her I'm own. glad you we will did, have know, those yeah. pictures and those memories. And yeah. I'm glad you you gave her the time to kind of get dolled up and to still be a part of something like that her friends were doing. Right. I actually had this conversation with my family. I think we're going to do like a Facebook Live graduation from my living room. Nice. I don't know how. I'm going to petition. We uh, It's been voted Ryan Reynolds to do my speech. <laughs> um, but, you know, we have to be innovative and still celebrate in this time. So right. I'm very glad you did that. And um, like I said, I'm on your wife's Facebook and I loved those pictures. She yeah. looked gorgeous. And I think this is exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, you still have to celebrate. You still have to find joy. So. Um, it's Maybe it's not going to be what you thought it was going to be, but it's going to be something. Right. And again, I just, you know, I know people are stressed. And this this one person that really upset my wife, you know, I think it was just sort of this, you know, hey, and I told Laura, I was like, look, she's going through something, you know, just kind of ignore it and, and move on. But, you know, I, I love what Becky said. The, the other thing, too, that I want to, I, I guess, here's where I feel, and I have good days and bad days, because right now this has kind of been this big blur you know, with just everything's just upended, but don't feel like you've got to like, you know, write the great American novel. Don't feel like you've got to invent the newest telemedicine. You know, uh, some of us will, well, some of you will. Um, but uh, I think there's also this weird pressure, Becky, that I'm hearing from a lot of my friends and a lot of my friends are, are entrepreneurs or whatever, but you know, they're like, gosh, I'm just, you know, haven't captured that thing. I don't have the lightning in the bottle yet. I haven't solved the, the world's problems. And I think that's okay too, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I said, there's no measuring sticks here and kind of got to be forgiving. And I don't know, it's it's just a weird time, don't right? Don't put like too much we, pressure on yourself. Look, right. the, I mean, yep. you know, everybody is going through this stuff. I mean, one of the, the great things I think the Equalizers uh, uh, has been like to watch some of the news anchors that you're, you know, many of us have our favorites, you know, and to see them working from home, you know, in their slippers, you know, with their kids running around, you know, it yep. kind of brought back a little bit of humanity. And I hope some of that sticks as well, too. You know, I, 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 I had hoped, Becky, that this would unite our country a little more. 
it it doesn't appear to have happened yet. Um, I'm still holding out hope. But, you know, I really do feel like these are the types of opportunities in history that say, hey, guys, you're all the same. You know, this virus doesn't discriminate based on gender or sex or race or political leaning. You know, it's like, oh, you've got an ACE2 receptor. Thank you. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I really want us to try to come together as much as possible. That's why Vet Team Global Stream is so cool. (laughs) That's exactly right. I mean, and and I guess that's just kind of it is, I I don't know, if there's a way to think about what good can come from this, what we can do to have maybe, you know, if you you are working, if you're in a clinic, like, can you have a little bit of fun? Is there a way to have a dance party, turn on some music, get people going? Like, we just really need to focus, I think, at this point on – um, laughing and, you know, we obviously we have to be careful. We have to, but like, we need to have some good going on right now too. Yeah. Well, and the last thing I want to leave you with, because, uh, you know, obviously we were going to let you get back to your, your COVID-19 stay at home or working or whatever you're doing. And we really, really are grateful for you listening. And, and hopefully we're, we're helping share some ideas and give you a little comfort. But the last thing is this is not the new normal. I'm kind of getting tired of hearing that expression. What you're experiencing right now is not normal. This is highly atypical, unusual, unprecedented. And so our lives will get back to a normal, right? It may be slightly different. It may be, you know, not what it used to be, but it will be different than this. And so I really, you know, I've also been hearing a lot of my colleagues, you know, Becky, who sort of feel like, well, this is permanent. Like, you know, I'm going to be like living in my bunker, you know, and it's, that's just not true at all. This is not the new normal. This is a slight interruption history. You know, there are, this is not going to be you know, without pain and suffering, we're all going through that and some much, much more. Uh, But the reality is we are going to come out of this, I believe, a better humanity. I believe that our our existence on this planet will be somehow better and enhanced. And so, you know, Becky, I, I, I mean, I know you're hearing that as well, but this is not the new normal. This is not permanent. We will get through this and I believe we will be better. Yeah, I don't think this is our new normal. I think we're going to emerge with a sort of new normal. Um, I think there will be a very slight shift. Um, but you know, listen, there's there's good to come from everything, right? There is I was at the grocery store the other day, um, you know, doing my bi-weekly shopping. And um basically the guy behind me had like one thing and I was already, I, I'm one of those people that's always like, Oh, go in front of me. You know, you have one thing and I, I immediately feel guilty. I have 50. Um, but anyway, we were mid ringing things up. And so I was kind of like, Oh, I'm so sorry or whatever. We got chatting anyway. No one's in a hurry anymore. Like we're happy to be out a little bit. So no one's yelling. There's a lot of courtesy going on. I personally am a big fan of all the personal space I'm getting out in public. <laughs> I, like I've never been one to like a stranger to lean in. So um, I think a new normal will emerge. And I think this is absolutely not it. I think there will be a lot of positive that will come from this. I know there's going to be positive that will come from this. I believe it. Um, and I think it's it's what we take from it. This is an opportunity to think about how I have seen more people post about how much they've enjoyed slowing down a little and not even realizing how much they were working yeah. um, and the things that they were missing. 
I think that the world and, and life is about balance. And if, if we don't find it for ourselves, the universe brings it to us. And so I think for a lot of us, this is going to be a balancing act. Well, viewfinders, how are you balancing your act? What's the universe bringing to you? How are you finding a little joy and positivity during these very unusual times? We really want to hear from you. Hit us up on our Facebook page, Veterinary Viewfinder, on Instagram, which is where we play a lot, which is Vet Viewfinder. And of course, well, Veterinary Viewfinder, sorry, on Instagram and on Twitter, which is kind of where I dibble dabble on Vet Viewfinder. We want to hear from you. Yeah, that's right. And you know, you can find us wherever you're listening to your favorite podcast. While you're there, make sure you click to subscribe and leave us a comment and some stars. We always could use a little positive reinforcement we in could. these times. Leave us a review, a star, whatever. We want to hear from you. And, and more than anything, you guys, just stay safe and stay positive. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Got it. Great job, Becky. 